Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we talk about films. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. Another host, Liam. And uh, we're back. We are doing another one of our movie spin-offs. As we alluded to last time, we've got a bit of a weird film this time, I think you'd say. I would definitely say a bit I of mean, a weird we, film. We can act all coy like it isn't in the title of the podcast. But, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> I keep forgetting what the name is, though. It's like, Willy's, it's... Willy's Wonderland, isn't it? Yeah, but I keep thinking it's Willy's something else. Like, <laughs> where... I keep thinking it's Willy's Warehouse. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere uh... else for that. Then. <laughs> no, that's, that's the... Which film did you watch in the, preparation? The Rule 42 version of, of it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, before I we get into it. that... It was only six <laughs> minutes long. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't the film I was expecting, yeah. but before we get into the film, I will... Dick, s- Dick Cage in it. Bring up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. Thanks. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was like a pause between like, what I said last and then that. Like, <laughs> like, there's a joke in here somewhere. <laughs> you can see the, the uh, cogs going and turning away there, and you? You mean the cocks? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, speak. Go on. Can I end the podcast there? Because you've picked. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um, I was just going to say tonight I am drinking what you were drinking on the last podcast, which is the Lost Lager, Planet First Lager from Brewdog. Uh, got it because it was free. I like to pay for it was delivery, and mine arrived like a week after yours did. I like Craig X in schools. So I heard of that band before you did. I had this beer before you did. Bitch. Yeah, niche reference. Even Craig what? X wouldn't know about that. <laughs> what, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Because I think my, my thoughts were it's fine. Yeah, it's it's not the best lager I think I've ever had. Like, the worst. like a good lager, though, it does make you want another one after you've finished it. Yeah. So a bit of a dangerous one for a, for a weeknight. Yeah, I'll go with that. Well, I just was absolutely... I'm drinking beer Moretti, and I was absolutely gagging for this after... This after what we just watched because well I I finished it about half four okay so so two a hours couple ago. of hours ago yeah for the... yeah oh no my god <laughs> <laughs> okay, well first of all okay let's let's put it out there Paris is bad you should pay for films but just maybe not this one but <laughs> the the hassle I went through this fucking app first of all I had to do an update on the app which took like five attempts. And then it gives you like loads and loads of different streams. And then you like click cast. Like 10 attempts of casting didn't work. Then I finally got some casting working. And it's for three or four films on the trot, it just played a completely different movie. The first one was Avengers. I recognize that. The next ones, I had no fucking clue what they were, but they were not this film. I was like skipping through like, don't see any Nick Cage in this. <laughs> it doesn't look like what I expect from the trailers eventually after literally about half an hour of trying to get it working i managed to get it working so what you're saying is eventually then you have to go onto amazon and pay 5.99 to rent it no literally i was i was on no um, but like in case i don't even know what the studio is in case they're listening yeah yes i te- i paid but I, I was on an app ready to pay like it was enter your card details i went fuck i'm gonna go one more try <laughs> and when it worked i was like yes and then I don't even know if it was worth free. 
<laughs> a little right. bit of a, a little bit of a look behind the curtain on your overall thoughts on that. I don't know. You know what? I don't know how I felt about this film, but I don't think it was a good feeling. Okay. I don't. I, it, it, I, maybe I've not had. It's not had enough time to sit with me. Well, I'll go into the background on this one. Yes. And it is that basically the the writer had written the script for it, a guy called G.O. Parsons. It was a short what? story at first, or no, like a short film. Yes, yeah. Um, and he he expanded it into a... He was not happy with the short, and he expanded it into a, a feature script that was on something called The Blood List, which I've not heard of. Now, I have heard of The Blacklist, which is sort of a, a survey done every year of like the best unproduced or un-being-produced screenplays. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a lot of uh, films you would have heard of on that have been on that historically. But The Blood List, I'd not heard of, and it turns out it's just like a horror-only version of it. And this was rated highly? Was on The Blood List at some <laughs> point, I'm guessing. Yeah, because I think Nick Cage saw it, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other um, film that I think has got quite a bit of attention from this was Bird Box. That was okay. on the blood list at one point as well. And that obviously got produced into that film that everybody saw because we were all off over Christmas that time when it came out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then Nick Cage apparently found out about it and agreed to, he was like, yeah, I'll, I will do this. I'll use my production company, but I'll star in it and I'll produce it and I'll do everything. And they were like, all right, I guess. <laughs> cool. Okay, then. So yeah, that's, it's a bit of a weird one that Nick Cage is just like scouring the internet for things to do. I mean... He is a mentalist. He had dinosaur in his living room, in his yeah. chalet in France or somewhere, which I think it's been since taken from him. But he had a fucking dinosaur. That and this is the be... kind of guy we're dealing with. This is the guy that spent New Year's in some random village in England, like two yeah. years ago. Yeah, good like, point. Just in the pub. I mean, to be fair, if I was Nick Cage, or if I was me, but like <laughs> had Nick Cage money... I think I'd quite like to do that. I'd also like a dinosaur and a chalet, but he you is also, a bit of a mentalist. You also would possibly call your child Kal-El, <laughs> which is another thing he did. I've never been that much of a Superman fan. Didn't he, have, Lex. <laughs> didn't he have an issue of Action Comics number one and then sold it and then bought it back and it cost him like millions and millions of dollars? I, th- I think I've heard that story. And it was going to be in Superman Returns, so maybe it's cyclical. You know, it all yeah, poetry, it all rhymes, all roads lead back to Superman. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we started with Superman, Superman because he called his child, so it doesn't quite work. Oh well, close enough. <laughs> it's just there's no, Cage, there's no start in a circle. It's just Cage being a bit mental. <laughs> well, it does seem like a like I can get behind that this is a Nick Cage film. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, like so. Originally, I think it kind of came to everybody's everybody being the wider public's attention through its uh, trailer, which kind of went a little bit viral. And we'd be burying the lead to, to say that it strongly resembles the Five Nights at Freddy's games. Yeah. Um, which, very similar plot of you, uh, in that you're a night watchman kind of thing, and you have to basically look after this abandoned children's restaurant, which I don't think we really have these children's restaurants in the UK, do we? 
No, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese place. Yeah, which like everyone kind of knows of, but we don't really have them here. No, it's definitely more of an American thing. Mm. Um, and maybe other parts of the world, I don't know. But yeah, so in the game, you have to basically, you're basically watching over it and these animatronics come to life. You can try and protect yourself from them, but if you don't, then they kill you, basically. It's the long and short of it. So it's basically you're sat in a room trying to watch and make sure these things don't creep up on you. And I've they do, and it makes you jump game. every single time. I've never played... They're on Game Pass, so I keep thinking means download them because they're meant to be amazing. But, and like really genuinely scary as well. But I found out the other day that they weren't meant to be like that. The the guy who made it was, was making a different game. Somebody played it and this was like, it was loosely like this. And he was like, shit himself. I was like, this is actually really, this is scary. This is really good. Like, and the guy was like, oh, I fucked up here, aren't I? He's like, no, <laughs> you, like, you should just do this game. That's weird. And, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I only did it the other day. But um, so I, I really need to get into these games. But yeah, if you if you see the picture, you see the, the trailer. By picture, I didn't mean that, like see the film. Like, I meant see a picture of it. You're instantly going to be thinking Five Nights at Freddy's. Even if you've not played it, but you've just seen the... the just the, aware of the games. Like, Yeah, there's definitely some sort of... You know, there's a strong resemblance because they're also all, and I don't know if this is necessarily a thing that happens in the Chuck E. Cheese as well, but they're all like different animals who can kind of be considered to be cute if they were in full working order, but they're all slightly disheveled looking, so they're, they're all very creepy, murderous things. Yeah, giant anthropomorphic animals. I think I do. You, so, do you reckon like this is something that because I remember like being a kid that not this. But do you remember Deep Sea Dens, local one for for all the local listeners? It was like it was the, um, the manor, the manor, but, wacky warehouse type thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to was like a dark bit in Deep Sea Dens that always used to scare me. I used to have like I don't know if someone told me, but I used to have nightmares that like Deep Sea Den, the, the the guy dressed up as a as a um, a shark would like get kids in there. So do you reckon like this was a story that like he obviously went Chuck E. Cheese at one point was scared of. Chuck E. Cheese, and then his big brother was like, "Oh yeah, Chuck E. Cheese eats kids at, at night time if they stay too late or something." I feel and like then it's must, like stuck with him. Must be a fairly common thing, I think. Like it's not just this guy and the guy who made Five Nights at Freddy's who had this idea. Yeah, like, yeah. I, there must be sort of some kind of. Presumably, you're not the only person who was afraid of the costume shark either. So, like, maybe there's like a common thread there. In that, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Okay, so what's the... This is going to be hard not to do spoilers in this, so let's just give a loose plot. I mean, yeah. There's not a great deal to spoil, I don't think. No. There's a, a bit, I guess. But anyway, the loose plot is that uh, Nick Cage, who, by the way, does not say a word of dialogue in the entire film, which is... Did he say one word? No. He grunts maybe slightly, but grunts and like moans a bit. Yeah, there is there is no spoken words as such by him, which is just I mean, of all the actors in the world that would take on a silent role. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, weird one. But uh yeah, so he his character, who is referred to as the janitor, and just as the janitor, he isn't actually given a name even. Which uh, at some point I think he's just a bit lazy, but he is. I feel like that's um trying to be cool for the sake of being cool a yeah, little bit, a little like, bit. 
definitely. So he's driving down the road and he ends up going over a spike strip or something, isn't it? And he ends up yeah. ruining his car. So he gets towed. They offer to fix his car for him, but they say he's got to pay cash. He doesn't have any cash on him. There's no internet, so all the uh, cash machines are all don't work or everything. And they come up with an idea of, oh, there's this local disused restaurant that's fallen into disrepair. We could just use it with it cleaning up. If you can do that, then we'll fix your car, no problem. And obviously, when he goes into there, it's not really spoiling it to say that the animatronics are obviously coming after right. him. Yeah. And, and to be fair, the first, even before that happens, the very first scene is like a, a cold open of this couple running quite clearly in this Chuck E. Cheese place. I had forgotten about getting, that. getting like killed. I don't think I don't know if you see necessarily what it is. You just hear like screams, don't you? And, yeah, and like maybe a claw or something. But it's it's pretty obvious that this place he's being sent to isn't legit. Yeah, yeah. There's obviously it's it's filmed in a way that you like the, the creepy angles and everything like that. The, the yeah. ominous music that's happening. You know, even if you hadn't seen the trailer or the poster or played a Five Nights at Freddy's game, you would know where this was going. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it's... I I, I kept trying to think through this film. Is this just, like, not filmed well? Or is it filmed... You know, some like indie films have, like, indie charm. Whereas, like, you can tell, you know, it might be someone's first movie or, you know, it's just not great, but there's, a, there's passion and there's something behind it. Yeah. I couldn't tell whether... There was a little bit of that, or maybe it just wasn't very good. But I didn't think sound, like audio-wise, I don't think it was very good. Now, that could have been down to the way that I watched it. But things didn't seem like loud when they should have been. Like, just, just the acting didn't seem like well-portrayed in, in that sense either. Um, and also, like, there was the, the music and just like the, the sound scope, there's a, a massive lack. We talked about it on the last episode about Greenland had like really good use of tension. This does not have good use of tension <laughs> at all. That's a very good point. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's all over the place, really. It's a bit of a mess. Now, I see your point in the fact that it's not without charm. There's definitely moments of it that are enjoyable. You can sort of see a little bit what they're going for, but I think it generally is something that if it was made by, a more accomplished filmmaker or, or even somebody that's kind of like a bit more of a up and comer, like, um, I can't even think of who, who you would kind of pencil in for right now. Yeah. I was thinking more like, um, yeah, the only I mean, one I can I, think of is like Mike Flanagan who did, um, he did the haunting of Hill house and yeah. Dr. Sleep. And he's, he's done quite a few films recently kind of making his name in the horror world. If he did, you know, it, this would be I think good it's for a little bit in, Keegan, what's the name? Keegan Peel one. Uh, Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. This would be a good Jordan Peel film. I could see him. If he'd, he'd have done it, good he'd film go, oh, this, this is really good. Like, this is something, you know, it could be something well made. But, yeah, as it is, it wasn't really, really... And then, like I say, you mentioned the acting then. I mean, I thought Nick Cage was, was pretty good in it, considering, considering he's not given a name or anything to say. Um... But everyone else? Everyone else is bad. Everyone else is pretty bad. Everyone else is real bad. I mean, I had to look into... <laughs> I looked into some of the people. So um, th there's two sort of fairly notable ones I picked up on. Uh, one was Grant Kramer, who is the... Without 
going into spoilers just yet, but he is the former owner of uh, of Willy's Wonderland. Mm. Um, you see in a flashback. And he was kind of like somebody who joined early on as like their kind of the person to get on board. I was like, okay, who is this guy? And it turns out he was in um, a film called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. Big 80s. I've heard, I've heard of that. But it's similar sort of B-movie horror type thing. Mm. And then there's another film uh, that apparently was his first film, and it's fairly notable, but again, not great. It had Michael Rappaport in it, but this one is called uh, Hard Bodies. That was like, sounds I feel like I've heard of that as well. Weird. I don't know if you had, but um, I was when I was looking at it, I was just trying to look up about these films and stuff and try and find out what was going on. That's one from uh, the 80s, and the description on Letterboxd is, <laughs> and and it made me laugh, so... Three middle-aged daddies visit California to have a marvellous time at the beach. Oh. Daddies. <laughs> when they learn... That an- did, did, did Jamie X write this? <laughs> when they learn that a nice apartment and an expensive cabriolet isn't enough for them to score with the chicks, they employ a student to help them. At first, he's as disgusted of them and his job as his girlfriend, but soon they find out how to use the situation to everyone's benefit. Sounds like a just baffling film. (laughs) Okay. I know we've got stuff lined up for the next couple of weeks, but I want to watch this. (laughs) We should maybe, maybe know down hard bodies to, uh, (laughs) to come back to. But yeah. And other than that, he's in like a bunch of other very B eighties B movies. I'm like, this guy, this guy's not the, the big name actor really that everyone was saying he was. No. So there's that. The second one, and just briefly wanted to mention that the, the main girl in it, Liv, um, hmm. she's played by someone called Emily Toster. Um, and she has a Wikipedia page that says she is an actress and a YouTuber. And now I'm thinking, after what we said on the last podcast about the guy who came from TikTok or Vine, or TikTom and Vine, and he's kind of got his <laughs> film roles through that, is this the way that people get acting jobs now? Maybe. You just have to be on the internet. We're on the internet. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Uh, it could be us. I always wanted to be an actor growing up. I'd, I'd, star, in the, I'd star in Willy's Wonderland 2 with Nick Cage. Yeah. The other one was the the other girl in it, Kaylee, Co- Kaylee Cohen, I think it is. I've heard of her. She's like a model. Don't ask me how I've heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not a good actress. Might be a good, good, good model. Oh, Not that dress. I know who you mean. Yeah. I think I actually thought I recognised her as well, but... Oh, I bet. Can't remember <laughs> where from, so... Maybe. Maybe that was it. Yeah, also not good. Her boyfriend, though, I feel like I recognised him. I did as well, and he hasn't got a Wikipedia page. And after that, I was... I sort of looked Probably at him not. on there. And I think we just need to ourselves a lot of look in the mirror, Aaron. <laughs> I think I don't know, but he has been in. Um, so he's in Love Simon, which is a film I didn't watch, uh, and he's also in a film that's just come out recently. It's not come out over here yet. I don't think uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I've heard of that. That's the new one with Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield in it. About ah, uh, yeah, we were talking about this coming to HBO Max. Yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's um, about Fred Hampton, who was murdered by the FBI. Spoilers. 
but yeah, I've not seen it yet. And it's, it should be quite interesting because for anybody who saw Trial of Chicago 7, uh, Fred Hampton's briefly in that, played by somebody else entirely. Yeah, it's just more of a sort of expanded on that's the entire story around this kind of thing. And it apparently is pretty good, so something I do want to watch at some point when I can. Right. But yeah, I, I didn't... I can't think where I recognised either of them from. No. Maybe it's YouTube. Maybe. Could both be YouTubers. Um, I do feel like you got the plot of this movie well off because it's actually about a guy's love for pinball. <laughs> and energy <laughs> drinks. And uh, was it? What was it? Because I want to try some. What, oh, I've made a note of it here. Some <laughs> punch pop. I really want a punch pop. Is that what it was called? It, it looks like beer. All I'm saying is that it's like, like all stubbies are like like beer. Yeah. All I'm saying is that if that was like a bigger budget film, that could have like you could have got so much money for that through product placement. Yeah. He was chaining them, wasn't he? And it's it's a magic drink as well because apparently. It never goes down. Like the amount you have in the fridge, it always magically refills itself. I thought you were going to say it's a magic drink, as in it acted like a Popeye spinach for him. <laughs> it fucking did as well, didn't it? So straight away, Nick Cage. So he, you know, he, and I'm going to refer to him by, as Nick Cage because I'm not I mean, calling him the janitor. Yeah, fair enough. Like, like he, he does good stuff, and by the end of it, somehow, considering all the shit he's got to deal with, but you see those montages of him cleaning. I, he cleans about as good as I do. Like, <laughs> like, not well. There's one point where he's like cleaning like a window and he's just like doing these like wax on wax off motions. And it's like the corners are still thick with dust. I'm like, come on, man, even I can see this. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but whatever he's cleaning with, it take, it's, it's fucking amazing. I need that in my house because if it's blood, if it's Sharpie on the walls, whatever it is, it must be still at, still at bang or something. Bang on the dirt, it's gone because it just comes straight off. Wipes it straight off, yeah. But like as soon as as soon as he gets out of the car, it's pretty much established that Nick Cave is a badass and he drives a badass car. Like he's wearing, he's got his boots on, he's got his leather jacket on, he's wearing sunglasses constantly for the first act. <laughs> for, yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Does he okay, question number one, and you may I don't know if you, if you, this is in the Wikipedia article because I've not read it. Is that a wig? It doesn't say, and I'm always quite bad at these kind of things. I can never tell. Because, well, if it is, it's not a good a one. Wig. Yeah. Because, no. like, I mean, I've got a bit of a widow's peak going on. That's why I keep my hair long at the front. But, like, come on, if you're going to have a wig, give yourself, like, a decent, decent do. Like a nice hairline. But also, based on that, I'm fairly certain he dyed his beard in this. Or that was prosthetic as well. Now, these aren't... In case you haven't noticed, there's not a lot to say about this film. So, yeah, definitely without going into spoilers anyway. Yeah. Um, what other non-spoilery notes have I got? Oh, right at the start. Go on. Uh, as he's filling, he's filling up the fridge with his beer slash energy drink slash spinach. <laughs> and I noticed, uh, in, for some reason, instantly picked up on, on a continuity error. Like he's he's setting everything up. He's putting the stuff in, and like, I, I, I don't ask me why, but he puts a beer in there. Oh, he's cleaning like right at the start. He's just got in there, and with one shot where he's like doing whatever, and he's he's got a plaster on his on his face. Right. I thought, huh? I, it just stuck out to me straight away. I was like, I don't did he just have a plaster? Yeah. Then the next the next shot, 
he's not got a plaster on. I'm like, I'm sure he was just wearing a plaster. Well, my whole, well, no, I didn't bother. But I'm like, because I was like, I guarantee in the next scene, he cuts yeah, his yeah. Oh, I see. Like, literally, the next fucking scene, I'm not going to say how, give it 10 minutes when we're in spoilers. The next fucking scene, he's got a scratch on his face. And he's like, it's not like a plaster. It's actually, it's actually masking tape. But I was, I was fucking Columbo in that shit. I was like, oh my god! Look at you. Only give me a C in media. <laughs> so now you're like, uh, now you're uh, after the big Hollywood editor job. Now is that is that your next? Exactly yeah. Exactly it. And a budget of five million, and it made. Let's see if I still got it up. Well, less. Now, bear yeah. in mind that the time it's come out, but it made two hundred eleven thousand from a budget of five million, which is. I'm always a little bad. bit. I mean, I always want to take box office numbers with a grain of salt, anyway. But especially at the minute, where what, like, seventy-five percent of cinemas are closed. I'm a, I'm a little yeah. bit like I'm not going to. I mean, drill. I don't even know has has it gone to cinemas? I guess it must have to have a box office number. But that's not going to include everybody who's just getting it through Amazon, or and that's how this film's going to do its money. Yeah, or cinema HD. I don't think what? it's going to do any money through Cinema HD, to be honest. No, me neither, because it's a shit app that takes <laughs> 20 attempts to get working. The other thing that must be said is, for your confusion about the name, uh, the original name of the film was, the, of the short, was Wally's Wonderland as well. But they had to change it due to unspecified legal issues. I think I can guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... What's the famous Wally that kicked off? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. But yeah. That with that being said, I think we can move into spoilers. Um sorry, I've got one more go note on. about about fake hair, and it is Tex has the fakest mustache I've ever seen. Hex being the the guy who was introduced as the the owner, uh, the current owner of the current owner. Willie's Wonderland. I nearly called it Wally's Wonderland then. <laughs> Um, yeah, and yeah, he did. And his, his name was Tex McAdoo, which sounds like just <laughs> something that you just <laughs> sounds like the fakest name I've ever heard. Sounds this, worse. This is this is billed so as a horror comedy. Yeah, that's about the funniest thing in it. <laughs> yeah. It's not a funny film, that's and it's the, not a uh, scary film either. It, that's the fakest name I've heard, other than Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. <laughs> It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's in like a spy film or something. It's like, what's your name? He just looks around the room and sees a globe or something, sees a map of Texas. It's like, Tex, Tex, what? He looks around through the kitchen. He sees like a mac and cheese. Matt, <laughs> he's a chicken. A doom. Definitely imagine that he did say his name like that as well. Like, Matt, yeah. a doom. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, spoilers. Maybe they, were, maybe they were better off not giving Nick Cage a name then. Maybe. Yeah. So he, Nick Cage came up with that name probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, spoilers. The first note I had in spoiler territory is that the, the first animatronic he comes up against is Ozzy Ostrich. I did have to look up his name. Nice. And I thought that that was just horrendous. Like, you could not tell what was going on. 
when you did see the ostrich, it looked like the fakest thing in the world. Like it did not look real. I was just like, oh, this is going to be a long film if this is how it's going to be. Like it was. It's all just so weird though. Like there's so bad. No reaction to it. Like, oh yeah. Well, that's to be fair. Like, you wouldn't put that past Nick Cage's genuine reaction, would you? <laughs> like, if I mean, you just threw Nick Cage in there with a stick, <laughs> if they just threw Nick Cage in there genuinely, and like an animatronic came to life and started attacking him, you think, okay, that's it's probably how it would go, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, but like the, the ostrich, like Ozzy, like gradually gets closer and closer to him, and he just turns round and doesn't like, but he doesn't like react as if to be like spooked or like <laughs> why anything. is that thing attacking me yeah it's not confused about it it's just like this is completely normal and now i'm just gonna hit you and this is how he scratches his face which only seems to spear him on apparently but then the best thing about this is he fucking eventually he's like battering it on the floor and he pulls his, the the spinal cord out predator style like, it's, <laughs> like rips it out <laughs> it's fucking ace i, I like that like yeah, yeah, I think sort of towards the end of it when it was like the fake oil that was in place of blood or whatever was getting yeah. splashed all over his face and stuff. I was like, okay. But but yeah, I just thought for the largest part in that fight, like th- there was bad blocking, there was bad framing and there was yeah. lens flare going on as well. I was like... Oh, so much lens flare throughout the whole film. Am I supposed to be able to see what this... But moving on, because after that he goes on and cleans his face up and he gets attacked in the toilets by Gus Gorilla. <laughs> and I thought the Gus Gorilla fight was a noticeable improvement. It wasn't quite to the level of Mission Impossible Fallout in terms of <laughs> toilet fights. <laughs> See, I, I didn't think... Because, again, this was just like close-ups of Nick Cage holding a stuffed animal, basically, and going, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, like just back and forth from different angles. It's all it was, and then just like swinging at it. Although... He pulls a fucking American History X on him, where he's like, "Put your teeth on the fucking curb." Yeah, but it's urinal. Fucking ace again. Maybe talk about this film is making me actually like it. See, I was more in by this point when he's curb stomping a, a animatronic gorilla through a urinal. I was like, "Oh, okay." Bit more into this now than killing a ostrich with a mop that I couldn't really see. But yeah, <laughs> that one. That one I thought was was a lot better. You know, my problem with, with this, with well, with the baddies, was uh, what Willie looked like, <laughs> looked like the part in terms of you looked like an animatronic thing that you see at these places. Yeah. But too many of them didn't. Too many of them just looked like people in costumes. Yeah. Um, There's one in particular, the fairy one, which is literally just someone in a mask. I'm going on to the fairy one, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah, I bet. But <laughs> but but like a lot of them are just like they're not like padded in a way that makes them look like animatronics. They're just Yeah, the the Cami Chameleon and Nighty Knight were the ones that I thought it just looks like somebody in a costume. Yeah. It doesn't look like an animatronic. Whereas the Wally uh Willy fuck, <laughs> I'm gonna do that a lot. Yeah. Willy Willy Weasel, I thought, um, yeah, did. And it felt like, to me, that was the one that they came up with and went, okay, we can do this one pretty well. Yeah. Which is a bit low now. We just spent four million on one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that and Nick Cage's wages. Yeah. What else are we going to do? Uh, also, they, they're all like, has no one ever thought about fighting these things? Because aside from one of them, really, <laughs> they don't want that much of a fight. They're not that good. 
Yeah, there was one that was fairly decent, I suppose. But most of them, like you say, you could beat up with a mop handle, and <laughs> it wasn't like he it wasn't like he had to be Bruce Lee to beat it up, was it? No. Well, maybe not everyone had punch pop. Well, I guess that's it. Like nobody had his their spinach, their punch pop. <laughs> Who is next? So the next bit. So, I had... so we should we should probably say so he goes, he starts to clean up, and then yeah, the monsters come to life. I just I just realised we didn't actually talk through the plot like further forward. Yeah, you can probably guess from the trailer. I was going to say yeah, basically they come, come to life, life and he attacks them. <laughs> a lot more. It does seem like he's attacking them. Yeah, you just feel um, like he's the aggressor. Then some kids who are aware of the thing because it is a thing. Like people get lured in there. Yeah, so we're in spoilers. So I think what we could say is that the history is that the original owner, um, played by Grant Kramer of Killer Clowns from Outer Space fame. This is where I started to lose some faith in this film. (laughs) (laughs) When the backstory came in, you were like, oh, God. He he basically led a satanic cult that lured families. They got, like, other serial killers interested. Yeah. They basically lured families in, didn't they, with the the animatronics and killed them, basically. Blood sacrifice and all that. Yeah, and then then, as they were about to get caught, they killed themselves in a satanic ritual. Yeah. Transferring their souls into... Into the animatronics. Then, because they were then still killing people, the townsfolk, with which there's like three, <laughs> like, there's more kids than there is adults. Yeah. We're like, no, nah, how about don't kill us? We'll, um, even though I've got a gun, even, even though I've got, I've got a gun, you know, and apparently you're not that hard to kill. We'll just, we'll give you people to eat. Just don't kill us. Yeah. Pretty much so. The whole thing is that the spike strip from the start was their way of luring Nick Cadian to be the latest sacrifice. And the kids kind of know about this, but they're obviously against it, so they're trying to rescue Nick Cage, who blatantly doesn't need any rescuing. No. Also, doesn't want anything to do with them. Nick Cage cares about three things in life. He cares about punch pop, he cares about pinball, and he cares about work-life balance. Because say, what's the when, he, one? When, he, when he works hard, he works hard. But when it's his break time... He's hey, fucking hammering them pinball machines. Yeah, they nothing distracting him. Like, at oh, one st- point, he's literally like... And he's... At first, you're like, what's his watch? His watch keeps going off, and it, it signifies, okay, I'm on a break now. He pounds a, a punch pop and plays pinball. Um, at one point, it's like a baddie. I can't remember which one. Him and the main girl... And then, like, they're about to square off. And then his watch goes off, and he hands, he just fucks off and gives the girl a knife. It's like, yeah, you don't say it. It was like, you deal with it. She <laughs> doesn't say anything. I'm on a break. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, because I think at one point, and I can't remember what point it was in the film, but there's, like, an extended sequence. I think it might have been that point where there's an extended sequence of him just going, right, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to play the pinball machine. I'm going to drink, like, five cans of this energy drink punch pop. And, and it was just like, it went on for like 10 minutes in the film. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> what am I watching? But, um, Pinball's not that good either. <laughs> it's not a spectator sport, is it? No. <laughs> That's just the thing. I, I felt to me that there was like two films going on at the same time. Mm. There's this film where Nick Cage just wants to smash up some animatronics and, and clean up this place. And there's this film with these kids where they're trying to break in and destroy this building and all this bullshit about satanic rituals that I was not interested in. Now, the, the Nick Cage side of it, possibly because it had Nick Cage in there, was way more interesting than the terrible acted kids 
and their weird story for me. Who, did, it, who didn't need to be in the film at all. No. Like, you, it I mean, gained nothing. They, they did, in a way, because the sort of slasher trope of you need somebody to kill off. They're yeah. just there to die, weren't they? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that, it, it, I found that just really weird. That It was like, like, like you say, it, it did feel like a different film almost. Yeah. Put in there. Um, the next note I have after Gus Gorilla was that they were, the kids were trying to break into the restaurant and one of them gets trapped in the vents. Huge vents, by the way. Like, like Die Hard style yeah. vents, aren't they? And uh, well, he's, he's like prone at least. She's on all fours. Yeah, but she is smaller than her. She is smaller than her. I forgot his name. Artie Alligator. No, I meant, um, oh, you go no Bruce I, Willis. I, I meant Bruce Willis. She is smaller than a Bruce Willis. You're smaller like, than a Bruce Willis, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the bit where, where Artie Alligator sort of sneaks up on her, and at first I took it as a bit of a reference to Alien. Um, yeah. It's you know, where the alien's kind of sneaking up and you can't quite tell, but it's got none of the tension of that. No. But secondly, I was also like, if, if you were pretending that this wasn't a Five Nights at Freddy's film before... It was 100% like the bit where he kind of shows up behind her and sort of shakes his face and goes like, yeah. that was like just exactly <laughs> what they do in, in Five Nights at Freddy's, if you've ever played that. So it's like, okay, uh, that's what they're doing. It's just like, well, again, again though, you're all, you're, you're all teeth, mate. It's bite her feet off. Like, I wish she didn't get killed at that point. I'm not quite yeah. sure. And then, sorry, the next bit, she, she falls out of there, out of the thingies, Alligator just fucks off, and yeah. then there's the fairy bitches there, who they have a bit of a standoff and like Siren Sarah, Siren Sarah, and then seemingly like she she's got special powers; she can like disappear and reappear at will. Yeah, apparently, and then that scene ends by like what's the main girl's name? Uh, Liv. By Liv, like imagine she's like in the middle of the screen. And then Siren Sara just like comes in from the side and just takes her out. So she's won that fight. You would think but then if these these things were as deadly as they say, she'd be dead. Even if they're not deadly, to then just have Liv come in the next scene and be like, I took care of that bitch. When for, as far as the audience is concerned, she no, you didn't. Out, yeah. You just got effed in the A. And it's like, not like she killed her off screen or anything like that, which would be pretty bad because that character comes back later on. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Which, by the way, if I'm getting on to Siren Sarah, why is this film so horny with Siren Sarah? <laughs> Nick Cage. I guess. It's constantly, like, trying to show it in your face that this animatronic's supposed to be sexy. I'm like, this is a kid's restaurant. Yeah. And she's trying to kill me. What? <laughs> what is going on? Like, I get why... Never the... stick your dick in crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Never stick your dick in machinery. That, that should be... Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's a bit later on as well where the two kids go off to have sex and you're like, I get it. That happens in, like, every single Friday the 13th. It's just a trope from that. And they're obviously going to get killed because of it. That's fine. I sort of get that. Why the animatronic had to be, like, weirdly... Pervy. Pervy, yeah. I just didn't... (laughs) It was weird. I didn't appreciate it. And can I just say, no one likes getting blue-balled. But this guy is there specifically to destroy the building because he knows exactly what happens by these exact monsters. 
So for him to be like, oh no, that was always there. It's fine, just keep going. (laughs) These things only kill people, but it's been there the whole time. That's a one trap mind. (laughs) Like power to him. He's like, he's like, just keep going, babe. (laughs) Like, I'm almost there. It's like, come here five seconds for fuck's sake. You you come you you're having a go, but I don't think you do anything different in that situation. If I die, I die. (laughs) (laughs) I go out how I wanted to go out. Yeah, it's the way he's wanted to go. I mean, and the other um, bizarre sort of acting around these animatronics was the bit with Cammy Chameleon. And there's the one guy in there. There's one of the kids. Uh, what's his fucking name? Chris, I think his name was. We could just make these names up because they're about, <laughs> as, like, they're about as memorable. As, yeah, yeah, but I couldn't make up anything as good as Tex McAdoo. So. <laughs> yeah, Chris, who's the obvious incel one. Because um, he's got a crush on Liv, but he never does anything about it. No. Um, and at one point, will. he's sort of hiding, and he, he kind of like uses his brain a little bit. He's hiding. He knows he's meant to be hiding away from him and all this. And then the chameleon, Cammy Chameleon, comes in, and he's just like, no, it's fine. I'm not like the rest of them. I don't want to kill you. And he's like, cool. <laughs> and just gets okay. out. Like when he died, I was like, "That's fine." He, yeah, like, you deserve he had this coming more than yeah. the guy who like was shagging. This guy had it coming. Yeah, shit, death as well. Just like got his neck yeah. broke by a by a tongue. Yeah, like, terrible. Um, I think it was just because he didn't look much like a chameleon, so they wanted to emphasize that it was a chameleon. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. No, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I only know it because I had to. Go- I googled all these names. <laughs> the, who, who was the um, Mexican tortoise? Tito Turtle. Tito Turtle. I actually liked him because yeah. Tito he, Tito was he, he my favorite. Own, yeah, because <laughs> inexplicably, even though so the souls have been transferred into these things, which means that their voices are the same, except <laughs> for Tito Turtle, he speaks in Spanish. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like a Mexican turtle with like his yeah. very Mexican stereotypic. Like, he's wearing a poncho and a sombrero. And his <laughs> yeah. uh, he had the best bit where he's getting kicked in the nuts and he just goes in Spanish my balls my balls <laughs> it's great why would an animatronic have balls oh no very good point I didn't even think of that <laughs> yeah Tio Till possibly the best bit in the film <laughs> Tio Till was the best uh, who else was, was there any others um, I, I know there was Nighty Night we mentioned and actually he didn't last long no I can't even remember how he died now I think about it but I think that's all but and obviously it ends up with the janitor, Nick Cage, ends up facing the, the final boss, the only decent-looking animatronic. The only deadly Willy one Willy Weasel. Well. The only what, sorry? The only deadly one as well. Yeah. Like, the only actually dangerous one. I mean, you, you say can, that, you but can... the others did get killed by the other that's, ones. Um, that's fair, but they didn't try and fight back. Yeah, no, that's true. <clears throat> Where Willy point. Weasel just straight up twats someone in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and now I, I did like that bit where it's just like straight to the midriff and the body just goes flying in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's deadly. Oh, and then the, he has the um, Avengers Endgame moment where, you know, Cap's got the shield and the and the hammer and he's like swinging it round, except it's two more sticks and a bag of cans. <laughs> <laughs> he's swinging round. And it's literally, it's, I, I swear to God, without the seat, like, 
lower budget, shot for shot of Captain America versus Thanos. We're it. just waiting for like someone to shout on your left, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who would have appeared, but <laughs> it's just more Nick Cage's from different <laughs> Con Air Nick Cage, National Treasure Nick Cage. Ghost Rider Nick Cage. Ghost Rider Nick Cage. Yeah. The the one of the the twist, the other twist in it is that Liv's parents were some of the people who got with lured in and killed or killed at some point. They were the people and, right at the start. Yeah. The oh, that was it, yeah. And the police chief, sheriff? I don't know. Sheriff. She Maybe felt this. bad for this apparently and took Liv under her wing under her care. And her care seems to be chaining her to a radiator. Yeah. And that was about it. I'm like, yes, isn't not it's good parenting. Yeah. At the very start, um, Nick and Liv like catch eyes, and it's it lasted a bit long. Like it was a bit. I was like, oh. "Are they gonna? Is this a bit sexy? Like, well, is this what, what's happening here?" It did and then end up with them yeah. riding off into the sunset. Yeah, but she's like three times younger than him. Yeah, and they had to kill Tito Turtle on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> I see. He was just wandering around outside. The... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the the mechanic as well. At first, the mechanic's always got something in his mouth. And on first glance, I thought it was a cigar. After like three seconds, though, I'm ninety nine percent certain it was a pepperami that he just <laughs> has the entire time. It's definitely not a cigar. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just like a chunk of salami that he's just... Yeah, I, I think it's... A, yeah, I think that's what it is. He's just constantly go on going. Maybe. I'm, uh... I'm fairly certain. Despite laughing about a lot of things, this wasn't a good film. It wasn't no. a funny film and it wasn't a scary film. I no. don't think it was a good film. Well, it definitely um, wasn't a good film, but I think it was like a legitimately a bad film. I've seen worse. Yeah, me too. It's not a high bar. And there, was, there was bits in there I enjoyed. So I can't say that I thought it was a, a really bad film. Like It wasn't completely irredeemable. The, the, the plot's bad. The acting is mostly bad. The directing is bad. But I quite like Nick Cage. And I, I'll be honest, it was all about managing my expectations. I didn't go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be... This is Oscar bait, this. You know, what, you know what, what could have elevated this film for me? Is if Nick Cage spoke... Like I want Nick Cage doing his crazy Nick Cage-ness yeah. on TV, not just a mute one. Because a mute one's not particularly good at action. You know, he's not that good at acting visually, necessarily. Yeah. So I need that bit of weirdness that Nick Cage brings. And it, I think if he'd have brought that, it could have been... This would have taken up a point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of his appeal can be through his... The way he does, the way he says things, his, the way he sort of, his, his mannerisms in that way. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It is. I want to say it's a misuse of him, but it's like he cast himself. So <laughs> I don't even know at this point. <laughs> you mean I get to not speak and play pinball all day? Sign me up. Oh, it's a bad Nick Cage impression. <laughs> say, who, who, who was that? <laughs> Generic American guy. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you rating it? Well. So I have rated it because I, I rated it when I watched it on on Letterbox, and I'll add this this to the review when I when I get a chance when it goes out. Uh, so I rated it two and a half out of five. And I feel like that's quite a bit higher than what yours is going to be. I was going to give it a two. So okay, 
It's not the worst film I've ever seen. I just didn't think it was... If two and a half should be, or maybe three, it's like average. Yeah. And this is below average for me. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so a two for me. Saying that, I've actually watched two films today. Oh. Um, because Disney Plus now has Star on there. So I was having a, a peruse last night. And the first film that caught my eye, for some reason, even though I've already seen it once and so should know better, but I rewatched it again, part, started it last night, but finished it today, Independence Day Resurgence. You know, I didn't, I didn't even really like the first Independence Day, so... Realize, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a nostalgia thing because like, I had brothers and stuff, so it's like it was on. So I, I always liked that first one, but... And you know, I don't like, I don't dislike the second one. I actually think it's fine. It's just, well, it's not very good. It's just worse. Yeah, it's like it's no, it's not a good film. But it's like, <laughs> it's like one of those films that you could stick on and just like not pay any attention to. And it's, it's got Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum in it, and Bill Pullman being Bill Pullman. It's not got Will Smith in it, has it? It's not, but it's got A Train in it from The Boys, and it's oh, got yeah. Liam Liam Hemsworth in it. That's... And it's got one guy in who always, always plays an army guy, but I don't know his name, but he's in everything. Which one's Liam Hemsworth? Um, not Chris. No. Is he also not the Westworld one? I don't think so, but I've not seen Westworld. Okay. We'll, we'll go. Is he the Hunger Games one? Uh, after, after Chris, they all blend in. Yeah, so. fair enough. Yeah, I think he is the Hunger Games one. I, I can't say I'm going to rush out much that, especially don't. not giving you a review. Basically, what I'm going to say is I've played myself today because I had, you know, I could have watched anything today. <laughs> Instead, I watched two pretty shit films. It is by Roland Emmerich, isn't it? That yeah, I think still. So. Uh, which is which is kind of a little bit more of a follow-on from last week, I guess. Because yes, Roland Emmerich is famous for his disaster. I like, my, I like my disaster stuff, and I'm still in that that hit. Because I texted you the other day saying 2012, was it? No, Day After Tomorrow was on TV. So I started watching that for a bit. And then, yeah. But I would give that a two and a half. More Roland Emmerich. You're, big, you're just a big Roland Emmerich fan, aren't you? When are you going to start your Roland so. Emmerich podcast? He says I already haven't. <laughs> you just not told me about it. Welcome to Let's Talk About Roland Emmerich. <laughs> podcast where we do sometimes talk about Roland Emmerich. Um, yeah. Don't, don't watch either of them. No, you should watch... watch Watch Willy's Wonderland if you've if you if you if you're stoned, go watch it. There are worse things to watch for an hour and a half. And if I you know that it's gonna be a stupid film where Nick Cage just smashes some animatronics, then you, you get out of it what you're gonna I think the thing with it though is if you're really into horror, really into comedy, or really into horror comedy, there are films that you should watch before this. That's fair. Because you aren't going to get the best of any of those three things out of this film. And you don't even have to watch the best of any of those three genres, but there's better stuff out there that's definitely you yeah. know, smaller. So it would it wouldn't it wouldn't sit high on the list. And I probably would never watch this film again. No, I, I can't say I'm gonna be. Whereas Greenland I watched twice, so <laughs> <laughs> in a week. Just because you're Again, we'll save it for your Roland Emmerich podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get him on. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. He's probably not doing a lot besides like trying to Count. talk Jerry Butler into a new film. So Counting his money. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's what uh, Willie's Wonderland done with. I want to come up with your point that you just brought up about Star on Disney+, Plus, which is 
new to us here in the UK. I think it's launched worldwide, actually, except for America, maybe. I don't, I don't know what's going on. But it's uh, it's Disney's way of introducing a lot of the Fox properties that they have now into Disney+. Plus. Um, and I took advantage of it as well today with another Jeff Goldblum film, weirdly enough. Um, I, I watched The Fly, yeah. I fucking called it! <laughs> Hold on. We're just so in sync. <laughs> but um, that film used to freak me the fuck out. If you're going to watch a horror film, go watch that before you watch Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, definitely. It's a much, much better film. Um, it's arm wrestling scene. Ooh, yeah, that's like not even top five weirdest, disgusting bit in it. But because it's Cronenberg and yeah, you will Cronenberg. His finger, I suppose. His, his nails. Oh, oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> You, you, if you want to do a separate fly podcast, we'll come to it. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just it, to me it was just weird how you'd gone from like for the last year pretty much Disney Plus has been this is where you can watch all your Mickey Mouse and your your Toy Stories and your Lion King. the South. No, that's not on there, is it? Oh. No. And but you got your Marvel and your Star Wars. And other than that, it's just your family friendly. Sit down with the kids and watch this. Now I've just turned it on. I'm watching the fly. I'm like, huh. But now Disney Plus is definitely worth it because. Weird. I should have got rid of Disney Plus a long time ago. Like, for, there's been for enough stuff I... on there to keep me going, but I don't use yeah, it nearly like... as much as I use the others. No, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. But now there's like, it's, it feels like it's got content now, even if it's not a, like brand new stuff or whatever. Like, there's there's plenty of stuff to sink your teeth into. The other encouraging thing for me as well is that. For us in the UK, at least, again, it's probably down to like a rights issue, but it's got Die Hard 2, 3, 4, 5, I think, but it hasn't got the first one. And it's got like Deadpool 2, but not the first one. And I guess that a lot of that is like some stuff's tied up with like streaming with others, like some of it's on Netflix or now yeah. TV or what have you. So I get the feeling that whilst they have just put a lot of stuff on there, there's a lot of TV shows like Lost and the X-Files, and all that kind of... Sons of Anarchy's gone on there as well. But I still feel like there's probably more that will come at some point. Mm. So this could be, like, more of a, oh, well, this week we're putting... Because, like, Alien's not on there, for example. Second time I mentioned Alien this podcast, but Alien's not on there, for example, and that is a Fox film mm. that you figure at some point that could be, like, oh, this is... They'll make a big week out of saying, oh, we're putting the Alien films on there, or we're putting Die Hard 1 on there. And that we will get maybe more regular content from it, hopefully, as well now. I think, I think, well, they wanted something like 750 I'm pulling this number out of my ass, but whatever the target was, let's call it 100 million. They wanted that by 2023. Right. And they've already got it, basically because of lockdown. So the numbers are, it's just growing and growing and growing Disney Pluses. And, so, and now I think it's the, you know. It is already the second biggest streaming service worldwide, yeah. isn't it? Partly and because it, it is available worldwide. Yeah. Like a lot of like Hulu, for example, because there's a lot of this has a lot of stuff that would be on Hulu as well in the States because it's both owned by Disney kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's this could be shockingly, didn't Disney could become the biggest of something? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> but um, on the point of Disney as well, would you like to let the folks know what we're, we're planning on for the next episode? Well, the next episode, we might not just be talking about movies, we might actually be talking about. A TV show. Yeah, so two episodes into Let's Talk About Movies, we're ditching movies. <laughs> Consistent <laughs> as ever. Movies. Um, <laughs> no, next time we're going to be talking about WandaVision because we are 
one episode left by the time this goes out. Yes. So this, so if this comes out, if the last one comes out, cut this coming Friday. This will come out on the Monday, Sunday, Sunday. Hopefully, we sh- should be this episode. The next episode, the WandaVision episode, should come out on the seventh when the last episode comes out on the fifth. Wow. So all being all being well. See what's going to be weird if people just like listen to our podcast just like in order. So it go like let's talk about nothing, then this. We'll go in because we throw in let's talk about nothing. We we bank those recordings a little bit sometimes. Like we'll be talking like oh yeah, so one vision just came out. For all we know, the episode of let's talk about nothing a week after will be like I can't wait for one vision to come. Yeah, out. It could be. Yeah, <laughs> it will be like oh, I'm really looking forward to the Mandalorian coming out when it came out months before. <laughs> And that's part of the reason why we're doing this because we've been trying to blag Dan into doing a Mandalorian review episode for, well, when did it finish? December. Yeah. And he's still not watched it. He's still not started <laughs> it. And I've forgotten what happened now. Yeah. So <laughs> you want your content, we're giving it you. Yeah, we're going to try and this will hopefully be a bit more up to date on these kind of things. For free for now. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we get enough followers, this is getting banging behind a paywall. But uh... We should set one up now anyway to see if anyone's... You, you know, your dad might drop us a five for every now and then. That's a pint. I think my dad would just be like, just if you need money, just let me know. Yeah, but then if things are that bad. I don't see that money. <laughs> do you reckon he'd do that for me? Hi, Dave. Yeah, I know I've got my own dad, but... Can I borrow a tenner? A month. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> non, not, it's, a, it's a grant, not a loan. Yeah. <laughs> how um, how did we sign this off last week? We didn't really. We both sort of said bye, and I think I cut you off. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks a lot. We still haven't figured well, it out. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, get us on Twitter at LTAN Pod, and Gmail is let's talk about nothing pod at gmail.com. Drop us a nice review on Spotify. Drop us a nice review on iTunes or whatever podcast thing you use. Drop us a nice review and five stars. Please. Unless it's out of 10, then give us 10. If you give us five out of 10, you aren't listening again. Do you reckon any of them are out of 10? Probably not, but I'm hedging my bets. Yeah. Just in case. Just give us a max review. Because if the one review we ever get is like a, yeah, let's say that. Give us a max review and say nice things. And that's it. Bye. Thanks for listening.